I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back. Final segment on a Monday. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you. And just a couple of quick things as we get into this last segment. Uh, We're going to talk Olympics here. Before we do, just some things I've been watching flash up on the screen that you need to be watching for. Uh, Only in the United States Senate would they uh, put up a, a graphic that says that the final vote on the infrastructure bill, the $1.2 trillion uh, bipartisan bill, will be at 3.11 a.m. Tuesday. So they've got it down to the uh, seconds and minutes, and the clock is ticking. There'll be uh, a little bit of this Votorama thing that we talk about. A lot of amendments will get propped up. Most of them will be shot down uh, in really quick fashion uh, as they try to protect the core bill and uh, make sure there aren't any poison pills there or that there's anything that would derail it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, And so it's going to be a late night uh, in our nation's capital. Again, 3.11 a.m. is uh, when things are scheduled. Now, there is something that tends to happen on the floor of the United States Senate. Uh, As the clock ticks along, uh, members start to get a little weary, a little tired. It gets past midnight, uh, and suddenly people are willing to negotiate a few more things. And so it's not necessarily that it will go uh, all the way to 311, but that's when the uh, the final clock sh- uh, shot clock will tick off. Uh, that's kind of the worst-case scenario. My guess is, is they'll start negotiating. They'll start saying, oh, well, if I give you a vote on this, can we not vote on that? Uh, they'll negotiate, and uh, sometime in the wee hours of the morning, the $1.2 trillion uh, spending package on infrastructure will be passed, and then that will be sent on to the House, and then immediately uh, the just-released the just released $3.5 trillion Democratic package that we expect to go through on reconciliation, meaning that it will only require Democratic votes in order for that to pass, will be brought to the floor, and that'll keep take a couple of days to kind of work its way through. Again, probably another big marathon amendment session that will mostly be messaging bills, uh, trying to make tough votes for people in re-elections and so on. So that's what's going on in our nation's capital. It's an important thing uh, to watch and keep our eye on as we go through the night and into the early hours of tomorrow. And then, of course, it will be fascinating to see what uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi does. The members of the U.S. House of Representatives are not in session, not in our nation's capital right now. They are on the August recess or in-state work period. And if both the $3.5 trillion and the bipartisan $1.2 trillion pass, then I think you could see Nancy Pelosi reconvene the House. Short of that, I think she's going to let her members stay in their home districts over the next uh, couple of weeks. So we'll see how that all plays out. We'll get into that tomorrow on Inside Sources. But I wanted to round out our day today. Uh, a lot of Olympic coverage as we have been uh, wrapping up from Tokyo as uh, Tokyo passed the baton, so to speak, on to Paris 
uh, where it will just be three years from now. So a lot of interesting decisions for a lot of Olympic athletes. Rather than having to wait uh, the normal four years between games, uh, now there's only three left. Will that cause some of the older Olympic athletes to say, you know what, I can I can do this for three more years, maybe cap uh, off with a few extra medals in their pocket? Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. We had a fascinating conversation with Fraser Bullock on the Winter Olympics, of course, next coming up from Beijing, uh, and all the challenges there. And then, of course, Utah's unique role in all of that as well. Uh, but in all that we have talked about and all that we have focused on over the course of the Tokyo Olympic Games, uh, we've talked about celebrations, we've talked about protests, we've talked about uh, athletes taking a knee or uh, not standing for a national anthem or uh, being on the podium when they receive their medals, uh, and all of those challenges that tend to place the focus on the individual rather than on the team or the com- the country the letters uh, on the front of their jerseys. And there was a team, the rugby team from Fiji, uh, who won Olympic gold medal in the Rugby Sevens, which if you haven't watched Rugby Sevens, that's awesome to watch. Really powerful stuff. Uh, But I want to play for you uh, what the Fiji team did in celebrating. They did take a knee, but not in protest. They did it in worship. And uh, just take a listen. This gives you a good sense of what Fiji is really all about. And when you look at those guys, those are that, that is not your uh, typical glee club by any stretch of the imagination. Those are big, tough, strong, <laughs> violently hitting rugby players uh, singing uh, with that passion and that focus. And it was dedicated to their country. It was dedicated to all that they had gone through together over the course of the pandemic It was dedicated to the first responders uh, who helped work through the early and the the troubling and tragic days there in Fiji as as they moved through uh, their experience with uh, COVID-19. And the the song is We Shall Overcome. And it was both an overcoming in terms of the country, uh, but it was also an overcoming that's a, a deeply religious song. Uh, in Fiji, and uh, the people of Fiji uh, really know how to sing uh, with great power, great emotion, Uh, a good lesson for all of us. Still to this day, one of the most stirring moments I've ever been kind of wrapped in the middle of uh, was a group we were following, uh, President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Fiji, and as he concluded a, a big conference in an outdoor soccer stadium, uh, the people began to sing, and with that same fervor that we just heard from the rugby team, uh, they it just enfolded you, it wrapped around you, uh, and was just a, a really stirring tribute. So hats off to the Rugby Sevens 
from Fiji. I think they showed that you can focus on your faith and you can also focus on the good of the nation, that it's not just about a gold medal. It's not just about individual effort. It's about what inspires the best in all of us. And that's what matters most. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to us on KSL News Radio today here on Inside Sources. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.